Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Hello, folks. Today we'll be talking about connection and how to have it. We all probably want more connection in our lives, and this episode is about just that. Yes, it's about connection. And to put it in proper context, connection is really important all the time, but it's particularly important when you are in a conflict and you're trying to get back to connection. So let, let's just start with what do we mean by connection? That can be a very abstract thing. Heather, how do you know if you have connection with someone? Like what, what happens inside of you when you suddenly don't have connection with a friend or you're going through an argument with somebody? What happens between you and the other person, would you say? feels hard to explain, but when you have connection, you just know it. It feels easy. It feels like you are accepted. And then when you don't have connection, it feels uncomfortable. It feels like maybe a wall goes up. You can feel tension in your body. So yeah, so for you, connection is a sense of ease internally and then between you and the other person. And when you don't have it, you're having feelings of discomfort and some like stuckness or something inside like that. Exactly. Yep. Well, I really, I've massaged a definition of connection over the years. And the definition that I like to use is that connection is the ease and flow that occurs within you and between people when they experience being seen, heard, and valued. And what I really like about that definition is, in particular, the last part of the definition, this being able to experience being seen, heard, and valued without judgment. With NVC, you can take that from an abstract term, abstract thinking, to things you can really do, very concrete things you can actually do between two people to make sure that people are being seen, heard, and valued without judgment. So if it's a concrete process, can you tell us about how we make sure people are seen, heard, and valued without judgment? Yeah, thanks for that question. I love it. We're talking about empathy. In nonviolent communication, empathy process is the backbone of NVC. And I hesitate to even use the term empathy because most people, when they hear empathy, they think they know what empathy is. And empathy in nonviolent communication is different than how people think of empathy. So how does that look? Well, I think for empathy for most people is, oh, I'm going to be in your shoes. You know, I'm going to kind of feel how it is to be you or kind of understand what you're going through. And in nonviolent communication process, there is, again, a very specific process that you do to make sure the person experiences being truly understood, being truly gotten, rather than just saying it. The three main components of empathy, a la NVC, are presence, reflecting, and taking needs guesses. Let's take each one of those one at a time. Presence. To make sure someone experiences empathy, you want to make sure that you're giving full presence to them. What do I mean by presence? Being with someone, not being distracted by your phone or your thoughts. Yep, that's perfect. And truth be told, most of us are not present with one another. Our minds are often lost in Never Never Land, especially when we're in a conflict. When we're in conflict with someone, it's extremely hard 
to just stay fully with that person because we're typically caught up in our minds, what we're going to say next, or how we're thinking about how that person is, a sense of blame or judgment. It's very rare that we can just be fully with taking in what the person is saying. So presence is very key. That's the first part of empathy. Can you just be with, fully with the person? The second component of empathy, and it's not like these are sequential. As you're doing empathy process, they kind of interweave. The second component is what I call reflection. So someone's talking and you are more or less paraphrasing back what you're hearing them say. That's how you can let a person know that you're hearing them, remember? So reflecting is reflecting back what someone else says so you know that they heard you. Exactly. I mean, as silly as that is in the moment, I know that you just heard me, right? So when we go back to that definition of connection, being able to be seen, heard, and valued without judgment, one way that you make sure a person is actually heard is by letting them know what you heard them say. And you don't do that, by the way, by saying, oh yeah, I understand. I understand. There's many times, I don't know about you, but there have been many times in my life where someone's saying, I understand, I understand. And then the next thing that comes out of their mouth, I see and I hear like, they didn't understand a word that I said. So one way that you make sure someone is getting you is if you can hear back what you just said. And one way you can make sure you're getting somebody else is making sure that you're paraphrasing what they just said. It seems like a pretty important part of the process. It is. It can create a lot of disconnection if you have maybe presence, but you don't have understanding and reflection. Correct. And you have to be careful with it because some people, when they're first learning NBC, they do a lot of this and it drives people crazy. So you have to be tactful with it and you can't overdo it. But truly, sometimes I don't just reflect to make sure that the other person has a sense that I'm understanding them. But sometimes somebody's talking and talking and talking and I get lost in what they're saying, especially if there's a conflict going on. I might lose my presence for a second and I'm not hearing fully what they say. So one way of kind of getting myself back on track is, again, reflecting what I'm hearing somebody say. That can be extremely helpful to know, okay, yeah, I am hearing you in the way you want to be heard. I remember when I first started giving empathy, I would say verbatim what they said back to them, which can be, I think, a little yeah robotic. It feels kind of uncomfortable. There's not much ease. Once you start doing it more and more, you find more ease with it and you can paraphrase. And Correct. You get more into a rhythm and it becomes more natural. But there is some time and practice necessary to get it to be that. The third component of empathy is needs guesses. Marshall Rosenberg, the guy that developed nonviolent communication, he had lots of amazing quotes, but my favorite was this idea that all conflict is a tragic expression of an unmet need. So there's this, these things called universal human needs, and you know that something is a universal human need if it's something that everyone in the world more or less can agree upon that they want in their lives. We all want peace. We all want love. We all want comfort. We want ease. We want safety. We want fun. You know, so there's many, many things that we can agree upon that we want in our perfect world. And all conflict is a tragic expression of an unmet need. We've never learned to talk to one another when we are in conflict about what it is that we're needing in that moment. Instead, we usually talk about the strategies, the ways that we get our needs met, and we fight about our strategies, most of us being very unclear what the need is underneath all of that. 
to begin with. So in empathy process, we're going back to this idea of needs that no matter what someone's saying, underneath it, they're really trying to express a need. Part of the empathy process is leaning in and taking some guesses. I don't know, so I'm not going to state it as a fact, like you need this, or even a question like, hey, what is it that you're needing? We don't do that in the NVC empathy. We throw out a needs guess. Is what you're needing in this moment maybe something about security? You put it as a guess because you don't know. Those are the three parts of empathy process a la NVC. Presence, reflecting, and taking needs guesses. Can we model the empathy process for our listeners? Perfect. Yeah, let's do that. How about I give you some empathy about this morning and the fact that you were late to this appointment? I'm guessing you were a little frazzled about that. Yes, I was frazzled and feeling rushed. I didn't want to disappoint you. I think I used to be late a lot, like you've known me since I was 12, and my time management skills have definitely gotten better. So and can I can I just slow you down for a second? Yes. So yeah, so you were you were worried this morning and you said you didn't want to disappoint me. And now you're reflecting a little bit about your history around lateness and that I've known you a long time and just reflecting on the fact that in the past, you getting to places on time was a little more difficult than it is nowadays. Thank you, though. It's free of judgment. (laughs) When we were texting, I was like, these days, I'm always on time. And then I was 10 minutes late. Of course, this happens. And on my way over, I was worried about disappointing you. And I had just said this absolute, like, I was like, these days, I'm never late. (laughs) Yeah. So you had actually said that you're never late and you're driving over here and then you were late and you were worried. You were feeling worried. And it may be also something about, was it just wanting some integrity, like wanting to be seen for having integrity and being your word. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And maybe even was it something about wanting some acknowledgement about how things have been different for you lately and that you really are your word and that it does matter to you or something along those lines. Yeah. Maybe acknowledgement, definitely integrity, wanting you to know that this matters to me. You were concerned because you you really want me to know that you're taking this seriously and that it, it is a priority for you. Like you wanted me to know how you are moving when it comes to this collaboration between us. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling complete enough in the moment? I feel very heard. Thank you. That was a little example of what NVC empathy is. Why is this better than how we usually talk? It's not so much about it being better, but it's about it being connecting. So if you remember the definition of connection that we started this episode with, the ease and the flow that occurs within you and between people when they experience being seen, heard, and valued, if we go back to that definition, my question is, right now in this conversation around your lateness, did you experience being heard? Yeah, 100%. And and I'm guessing that's because I was reflecting back. So you knew I was hearing you. Yeah. And you were able to find needs I didn't know I had. Like what kinds of needs? Think integrity. So even, even this process helps a person get more connected with themselves, not even just with the person across from them, 
but also more connected with your own needs. Yeah, you were able to give me clarity. And if you notice, I did not go into what we call other conversational responses, which I think is going to be our episode next week. I didn't go into a whole lot of questioning. I didn't give you advice. I didn't go into blaming. I didn't do any of those things. So that's where the piece about being able to be seen, heard, and valued without judgment, that's part of this process. And instead of the judgment, I'm just leaning in, taking needs guesses. Do you have any quick tips before we end for the day? Well, if this is a long, involved process. It sounds so simple, the things that we're doing, but it's pretty hard for people to reroute your everyday languaging. But I think practice is really important. And a, a good thing to do is just try it in neutral situations initially. Try this idea of just being present, reflecting back, taking some needs guesses. Maybe you're in an Uber car with some random person that you don't know. This is a great place to just kind of start to play around with the empathy process. Or I know there's probably not a whole lot of people going on planes these days, or at least as, not as many as in the past, but you're sitting next to someone on a plane. That's a, a nice long time to be able to talk to someone. It's a great place to practice empathy because you have nothing to lose, really, nothing to lose at all. So that would be my tip of the day is to just start doing it in more neutral, low-level kinds of situations rather than just jumping into a conflict and using empathy process. Though that is the end game. That's where we're, we're heading with this. So trying it out in very low stakes situations. Exactly. Now we know I feel you and I understand where you're coming from doesn't necessarily mean that you are giving empathy or that the other person is experiencing empathy. Hopefully now we all have a better understanding of NVC empathy and how to operationalize it. Thank you for listening and we hope you have a truly connecting day. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.